You're listening to the Nutrition by Lex podcast with Alexis Roberts, a dietetic graduate student and soon-to-be registered dietitian. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Nutrition by Lex podcast. I'm here with Carolyn Yushannon. Carolyn, if you want to introduce yourself and just let everyone know who you are. Hi, well, Lex, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on, and I think that what you're doing with this podcast is amazing. Uh, as you said, my name is Carolyn. I'm the founder and CEO of Copinico. Uh, my company is dedicated to helping you feel good, treat your body well, and love yourself. And we make plant-based collagen boost blends that help you get your collagen benefits and shiny, healthy hair, skin, and nails all from plant sources, no animal products required. That's so awesome. That's such an amazing thing that you just kind of like grabbed on and started your own company. And I know you have a story to tell us about your own hormonal acne, collagen, and healing from within with plants pretty much. And I'm taking it as though that was the backstory of your business. So if you guys, if you want to like, just kind of dive into telling us about your story and where you've been and how you got to where you are now. I'm sure everyone would love to hear that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I I feel like sometimes business sounds so linear and people's stories sounds linear. Mine is definitely not. Um, It's funny because I started my wellness company out of a place of unwellness, believe it or not. So I had the sincere pleasure of being the first fifth grader in my class to get acne when I was a teen. And um, I I basically had this whole experience with acne that I'll tell you about. So I I started getting acne really at a super young age. I even remember the crush in my sixth grade class being like, what are those pizza dots on your face, Carolyn? Being so, yeah, but but, you know, it's funny because, and I laugh at that, like that's a funny story, but I was so crushed by being, the first, you know, tween, whatever it is with acne in my class. And I think that what I realized looking back now is my whole journey with acne taught me so much about the importance of healthy beauty standards and the the importance of treating your body well. So even at that young age, I had such this inherent ingrained in conception of what women are supposed to look like. You know, everyone's supposed to have perfect skin, even if you're going through puberty, which of course that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> everyone's supposed to be a model all the time. And I didn't feel that I met that. I had acne all over my face. It was, you know, when you're 12, 13, like you're already going through an awkward time. Right. Oh my but gosh. I was, I, yeah, I was just mortified. And so I started going to a dermatologist kind of at a young age and they prescribed me what are actually pretty common medication. So I started doing hormonal, um, or I started doing oral antibiotics for about three years when I was in the sixth grade. Uh, I started doing Accutane when I was in college. I did, uh, I did Accutane twice. I did just about every over-the-counter acne medication you can imagine. And the motivation was always, I don't fit in. Right. I'm not meeting some outside set standard of beauty. I need to do anything to fit that. And what I wasn't thinking about was, hey, Carolyn, what's going on in your body? Why is all of this happening? How can you treat your body well and and love yourself a little bit more and give yourself some grace? And I really, you know, I I did Accutane twice, did all this stuff in college and really kind of took a toll on my body. You know, when you, when you do oral antibiotics and all of that Accutane, like that's, it's pretty aggressive. Um, 
so when I turned to yeah, my digestion was horrible. I didn't, I just didn't feel good. Yeah. And I think a lot of people too, like it's kind of an embarrassing topic, right? Acne and digestion. But I think a lot of people experience this stuff and just don't talk about it. And yeah, 100%. I think too, that so much of the conversation, what we talk about when we talk about beauty is just fitting an outside mold and not necessarily promoting your interior health, you know? And that's kind of like your healthy mental image of yourself and also your actual healthy, you know, insides. So what started me on the path of starting Copinico was when I hit about 25, I started getting really terrible cystic hormonal acne. I'd had a few years where my acne was gone and I felt fine, but I started getting this really, um, like, I'm showing you my face. I still have scars, but I, you know, all along my jawline and cheeks, and it was actually really painful. Um, and I, I was so embarrassed by it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've done all of these years of acne meds. I still had that conception of what a woman is supposed to look like. And I was like, this cannot happen. This yeah. is so upsetting. I was so fresh by that. Especially but, with the media uh, in today's world. 100%. We are bombarded with images of people having perfect skin, having a set kind of body size, looking a certain way. And that's just what we're told is beautiful. Exactly. And even when you were first getting your acne in like the fifth grade or something, you may not have had social media, but that's when we were comparing ourselves to magazines and people on the front cover of magazines. And little did we know they're Photoshopping every inch of that picture, but we just saw what was seen as perfect and we didn't look like that. So therefore you felt bad about yourself. Yeah. And I I think too, like a lot of women go through this, a lot of men too. I mean, this happens at a really young age. I mean, I was what 11 when I started feeling bad about my skin and going through all these things, but basically, so I turned about 25, I started having this really terrible scarring cystic acne. This kind of was a wake up call though, because at that time, I I went back to my dermatologist and she said, look, honey, you know, we can put you on a third round of Accutane if you like. You've done just about every med you can for your acne. Uh, Why don't you think about this? And I I decided at that moment, I really decided to, I decided that I deserve to feel good. Oh yeah. And I was like, I'm going to explore holistic things. I'm going to see what's out there. I started reading about Ayurveda. And, um, one thing, which is, which is an amazing, amazing practice that so many people are so much better versed in than me. But one thing that, um, there was this one book by the founder of Pratima skincare that I absolutely loved. And one thing they started talking about in that was that your skin is a reflection of internal imbalances and your internal health. And, and that's something that not a lot of people realize. No. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. Wait a minute. You know? my, are you saying that how I feel and my internal health and how I'm treating my body reflects my external beauty? And it's like, yes, of course it does. It's like a light bulb. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I decided to seek out a holistic doctor, which was kind of a hard process to find them. Like uh, it's a little easier now, but a few years ago. Yeah. So a lot of Google searching, a lot of talking to people. Um, And I'd heard on a podcast 
people talking about doing functional medicine tests. So I, I decided to do those and work with a holistic doctor and really zone in and figure out what was going on in my body. And we were able to figure out that all of these years of acne medication had given me uh, you know, aggressive candida in my gut, which was impacting my gut health and my skin. It was impacting my digestion, just how I felt like my exactly. quality of life. Yeah. And you, all my listeners that are listening know that I am a huge advocate for gut health. Like it's connected yeah. to literally everything, everything, everything. everything. You know, it's so interesting too. When I was going through this journey, I realized, you know, it's a really common, um, treatment for, uh, like people, they're, they're, they're really, they're really common links that doctors will make between like, uh, digestion and, uh, you know, mental health issues too. Um, so, so I've heard of, I've heard of, um, doctors using like laxatives as treatments for certain things, but, um, but I think that just, just quality of life and how you feel is so important and so interesting. And for me, when I started healing holistically, I was like, okay, you know, all right, here's my mental shift. I'm going from this place of, I don't care how it treats my body. If I get a result fast and I meet this X, you know, set standard of beauty outside, I'm going to do that too. Hey, Carolyn, this is going to take a little longer. This is going to be about you treating your body well and you feeling good. And maybe that's beautiful, you know? Like maybe you choosing that you deserve to feel amazing. You deserve to feel empowered and confident and happy. Maybe that's beautiful. And that was my real shift. And that's what's so much baked into my brand too. And, and just what I'm all about is, yeah, you know, it's talking about beauty and, and plants and really, you know, that whole experience healing using botanicals, um, which is what inspired me about the power of plants. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the experience of realizing that beauty standards need to fundamentally change. Oh my gosh. You know, acne 100%. was just a catalyst for that. And I started a comp- I started Copinico focusing on plant-based alternatives to collagen because I was eating a lot of collagen at the time because I'd heard about all this, the skin boosting benefits. And I'd always been interested in plant-based alternatives. Like I'm not a hundred percent vegan. I used to be, but I, I like eating plants and I would, typical collagen peptides weren't making me feel really good. And I also found out that they're typically made from cowhides, fish skins, or eggshells. And I was like, I don't really want to eat that. Right. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute, all of these amazing herbs and plants and flowers are available out there. And there I started working with herbalists and uh, naturopaths to find the best ingredients and started working on my brand. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. So I know we're going to get a lot of questions just while I have it on the top of my head about, I get so many questions about collagen actually being absorbed and everything and being beneficial to the body. Obviously I use collagen on a daily basis and stuff. So I agree that it would help a lot and stuff, but what would you have to say to that listener? That's like, Oh, but I've seen scientific research that says it actually isn't really beneficial by putting it in your food throughout the day. So it's so interesting. I was, someone actually asked me this earlier. And so there are two kinds of things. So typical, so vegan collagen, like there's no vegan collagen peptide or collagen protein. So collagen is an essential protein that's produced by our bodies. We produce less of it over time, typically right. after the age of 25. 
Collagen is typically found in that connective tissue in our joints, uh, you know, under our skin, helps it stay super supple, um, helps us grow, uh, grow longer, stronger nails, longer, stronger hair. The collagen, collagen is also found in animal bodies, like, you know, mammals, fish, right. to, uh, in, in similar areas. So you can get collagen in kind of two different ways. You can ingest collagen peptides, which are collagen proteins from animals, typically cowhides, fish skins, or eggshells. And that's one way. So when people are talking about having collagen and observing it, like you're ingesting set collagen peptides versus what Copinico does and how vegan collagen boosts work is that it's not actually about ingesting a set collagen protein. It's about empowering your body to make more collagen on its own. Oh, How, okay. Yeah, so our bodies are super cool, right? That's amazing. Yeah, I always tell people our bodies are a machine. They know what to do. We just have to set it up properly. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the amazing part of discovering this research and working with herbalists to, uh, and doing my own research as well of discovering the right ingredients and basically what how how vegan collagen works is our plant botanicals contain amino acids and vitamins that help your body supercharge its synthesis of collagen on its own so you're helping your body produce its more its own collagen on its own naturally instead of ingesting it from an outside source. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I'm kind of yeah. thinking it of, of like another way to explain it to my listeners of something that I've talked about before. I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing is it's like thinking of probiotics and prebiotics. It's kind of like the prebiotic to the probiotic. It's like feeding it to help benefit it more once it's already there. That's an interesting analogy. <laughs> you're losing me a little bit. You're losing me a little bit. I haven't mastered okay. this. <laughs> <laughs> because a probiotic is the good gut in your or good bacteria in your gut and the prebiotic is the food for that probiotic so i'm taking your vegan pep collagen not peptides the collagen as the food to boost your already producing collagen from your body it's a it's about taking plant botanicals to help your body produce more collagen on its own Gotcha. Our bodies, our bodies are crazy. Like you're talking about probiotics and gut health. I mean, one of my best friends is even a Stanford. She's amazing. I'm just going to plug her. Her name's Alana. She's a Stanford (laughs) PhD uh, in bio and computer science with a master's in statistics. And I talked to her about, you know, microbiomes uh, from different, you know, about humans, animals, all that. And she, she, she looks at, um, she looks at uh, just different DNA research, but also microbiome, the microbiome quite a bit. And even from what she said, uh, there's so much about that we don't know. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. That helps so much. And yeah. So I'm excited as time goes on to learn more and for us to understand how much is connected to our gut health too in the future. Cause it's really, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. Amazing. It's, I think that's why I'm so interested in it. Cause it's such a broad topic that we only know this little bit of it. And I just know there's so much more there and science is going to evolve and we're going to learn so much more, but mm-hmm. it's so, it's such an interesting topic. All right. So you also mentioned 
getting some tests done through your holistic healthcare provider or natural yes. health or wherever you went. Do you want to kind of talk about what kind of tests you got done? Yeah, absolutely. So this is an interesting thing. I found out, so I was like, I was so lost. I was so lost on this. Cause I was like, okay, I want to do, I want to do like this holistic, you know, approach to acne and to finding out what the heck is going on with me. You know, I don't feel good. I deserve to feel good. What does that mean? And there was no guide for this. So I, I happened, I luckily happened to listen to some podcast and there was this guy on it who's talked about being on oral antibiotics for years as a teen. And I was like, that's me. And he, <laughs> cheers. Um, and he said that he basically started doing these functional medicine tests, which means testing your gut health um, through stool samples, as gross as it is, uh, testing your hormones. Here. <laughs> yeah, you know, we can talk about poop. Uh, testing your hormones, typically um, like urine tests are done that way. And then testing your vitamin levels, but kind of like analyzing your particular, what's particularly going on in your body. Right. And when I, I remember going to my, t- my normal doctor and being like, Hey, I, you know, just my, my internal medicine doctor and being like, Hey, I want to get functional medicine tests. I, uh, I want to, you know, I'm talking to dermatology about why my skin is having all these issues. I want to know what's going on in my gut. And they said, Hey, we cannot, we don't know what you mean when you say functional medicine <laughs> tests, but also we can't give you a prescription to get these tests because there is not a link between these gut health tests and dermatology and your skin because everything's so siphoned off in Western right. medicine. Yeah. And I was like, this is bizarre. This is crazy. So I actually went to an outside doctor, um, an outside naturopath mm-hmm. um, is the term for holistic doctor. Yeah. And it was just amazing because it was the first time that a medical professional had asked me about, you know, am I going on walks? a lot. How are my stress levels? What am I, what am I eating? How am I, am I meditating? Yeah. Like these kind of things. So basically we ordered, we ordered these tests. Like I think I did. Um, and, and I, and I'm not a medical professional, so I really, this is my own personal experience. I always encourage people to seek out so many of the amazing, uh, medical professionals out there, uh, that are just doing amazing work. But, um, we did, we did, I think it's called the Dutch test, which is a hormone test on me. That's like a urine test and then um, a stool analysis. And uh, so again, super gross, but <laughs> very necessary to understand what's going on in my gut and then um, testing of nutrients as well. And I've realized that, you know, a lot of people talk about quote healing your acne. Like they say, oh, well, are you healed? And yeah, I mean, I get my, my acne is like 95% down, but I feel good. Right. And I also, if you think that health is this one stop thing where you reach a point and then you're just static for the rest of your life, that's, that's not true. So I'm, I, I do like, I check in, I, I do, you know, once a year hormone tests, at least I'm getting gut health tests again this month. Uh, and I'm really taking it. I, I cause I, I know that I deserve to feel good. Yeah. I'm just taking it super seriously and how I, how I check in and treat myself. Yeah. It's amazing to hear the story of self-worth 
that's come out of this? Because it sounds like, I don't want to say like in a dark place in like your fifth grade years or something, but you were so negative self-talk on yourself. And now I'm just hearing so much like self-worth and body positivity and everything like that coming from you. And it just like, it shows more than just physically on your skin, which is, I think your main story and your main punchline pretty much for your company even. Um, So what would you have to say to someone that's like in in your shoes where you were in like 11 years old, fifth grade or something, like what would be like your best piece of advice for someone that's going through that right now? Well, I'm not going to rest until when everyone hears the word beauty, they think of someone who's happy, healthy, confident in their own skin, engaged in what they're doing. That's what's beautiful. Oh yeah. That's what's beautiful at the end of the day. And that's what I would say to that young person out there, like that, like fifth grade, Carolyn, and that's what I really try to do. And there's a, there's a little siren outside, but um, <laughs> that's what I really, that's what I work really hard on with the marketing of Copina Cone, what's so important and really a, a responsibility as a beauty, as a functional beauty company as well is to talk about real beauty. So I'm never going to sit here and tell you, Hey, you have to buy this in order to become beautiful. You have to buy this as a ticket to getting to one set standard of beauty because you are somehow lacking something. No, Copinico and just really my beliefs too are about treating your body well and about highlighting what you love most about yourself and empowering yourself to be at your happiest and healthiest. That's amazing. I love that. I love that you're just promoting so much just positivity into the world through your company, through your Instagram, through like everything, even just like through this podcast alone. Cause I know some people listening to this are probably like, wow, I really needed to hear that today. I'm going into more about like your diet and what you did for food wise throughout your process of healing and everything that had to go with your mental aspect your physical aspect, everything about all of that. Let's just dive into like your nutrition part of it. Cause I mean, this is a nutrition podcast and I won't be, I know that's people's questions. They're like, what did you eat? What did you do this and stuff? Did you make any like big changes to your diet? I know you said you were vegan for a little while, but yeah. just in general, like your overall diet throughout this process. That's so interesting. I needed a little bit of help with a professional um, doctor to get my gut health right. I ate so like I have such a sweet tooth. I ate so much candy and like all the pizza in the world, even though <laughs> I'm slightly, I'm not like lactose intolerant, but I'm slightly intolerant to dairy. So I don't eat it at all. So as we speak right now, I eat 90% plants. I have the occasional piece of key lime pie that my mom might make me or, you know, the turkey at Thanksgiving. Maybe if I, if I feel like having something, I'm going to have it. Like I will get barbecue in Texas. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I never make meat at home. Like I don't order right. it. Um, I am because I'm vegetarian too. And I majority whole foods plant-based, but I do have like cheese. And if I want ice cream, I eat ice cream. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. (laughs) And that's okay. And so when I was a teenager, I ate like everything and I, I just didn't feel good all the time. So I didn't understand for a long time, the link between how I was treating my spine body and just how I felt. So I started eating a lot better when I was in college, you know, primarily plants. And by the time I graduated college, I was actually vegan and gluten-free for three years completely. And yeah. And I, and I, felt I was like, because so yeah, I'm gluten-free because I have celiac disease, but I was vegan for like, I went hardcore vegan for like 
mm-hmm. around six months. It's shorter. It didn't last too long because I do like my cheese and ice cream, like I said. But I'm more lenient with myself now. So, but I've kind of done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted what it really taught me. Like it taught me about wow, plants make me feel so good. Plants make me taste so good. I mean, eating plant-based is great on your budget too. Meat and eggs and milk are pretty expensive. Um, So as a post-grad college student, like that was great. And, but I actually, so when I was vegan and gluten-free for three years, that was in that time too, when my acne started to come back. So it's not as if, so that was kind of like, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? I've done my years of Accutane. I'm vegan and gluten-free. I'm not sitting here getting milkshakes every night. What is happening? And I really like all the oral antibiotics as a teen and all the Accutane did a number on my gut health. So I needed some, I needed some help from a holistic doctor to set things right. And I'm a little less strict with myself now. So a lot of people, like I use the term plant-based on Copinico because I think a lot of people hear the term vegan and they think, oh, well, that's not for me. Right. Or it can feel like, oh, well, I'm not 100% in this thing. I'm not 100% vegan or 100% keto or 100% paleo. So it doesn't matter what I eat. And that's, that's not true. You know, If you have a plant-based snack or a plant-based meal every once in a while, whatever it is, that's adding to your health and that's a positive step. So I think that, you know, I've been, I've been much more open with myself too about food labels in the last few years. And I feel good about it. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Just kind of like you really listened to your body and you learned to pick up on the signals that your body was giving you. Cause like I said before, your body's a machine it knows what it needs and it's going to give you those cues that you it's triggering, triggering you in certain ways of letting you know what you should be doing. It's just a matter of listening to it and learning to listen to it. As far as it goes with the dairy product, I know you said that you were intolerant to dairy. You're not lactose or did you say you were lactose intolerant or you had like a small intolerance to it? I think, so I had a small intolerance for a while and I just sort of, I like cold turkey, one off dairy and I haven't had it for a few years. Nowadays, you know, sheep's milk is okay with me and goat's milk. So I'm fine with feta and the occasional goat cheese. You know, I don't seek it out, but I'm fine with that. I don't feel particularly good when I have um, lactose. So anything with cow's milk, I tend to avoid. But I I think that there's, there are just so many amazing plant-based alternatives to things oh, like butter, coconut oil, is macadamia, cashew, yeah. nut butters. So okay. all the recipes, I'm obsessed with recipes. So all the recipes <laughs> on Copinico, because it actually started out as my food blog. Mm-hmm. All the recipes on Copinico are vegan and gluten-free too. Awesome. That's amazing. So I know everyone like has their own story and everyone's process is different. Can't really generalize this at all because everyone's body is so different. But when it does come to dairy products, whey products, processed foods and sugars and stuff, what would your advice be to people other than just like cutting them out? Cause that could be super hard for some people. Um, so like we, I know we just went over a little bit of alternatives and stuff. Um, but what would you suggest to people just to kind of like start cutting out some things to try and change on their diet to kind of get it. It's like a trial and error sort of period when it comes to figuring out what's happening on their skin and inside their body as well. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I used to have, I, I, I have such a sweet tooth and I remember I just, when I was having more processed sugar in my diet, I don't have, I don't have refined sugar anymore. Um, and I feel so much better with my energy levels and just, I used to wake up craving sugar. 
you know, I, I just need that sweet thing. And I think little things like one suggestion I have for people a lot is switching out things like cacao powder, cocoa powder for cacao powder that is an amazing alternative, super nutrient dense, you know, even more nutrient dense than blueberries. But that's so funny that uh, you just said that because I get so many comments like if I do a TikTok video with a recipe or something, I use cacao powder. That's what I've always used. I don't use cocoa powder. And I'll say mm-hmm. cacao powder when I'm talking over it and everyone's like, oh my gosh, why'd she say it that way? And I'm like, it's different. I promise. It's different. It is different. It's different. So, so the difference is cacao powder, which I use in the cacao calm for cocoa okay. cacao, but um, cacao powder is processed at a lower temperature than right. cocoa powder. So it still retains much more of the nutrients uh, than typical cocoa powder does. And cocoa powder is often processed with, that's where you get like the soy lecithin or milk powder or sugar that are mixed in. And you, you get that more in like the typical candies um, versus cacao powder is just the straight processed cacao, uh, the, the ground cocoa nibs separated from the cocoa butter. And so it has a much richer, finer taste and slightly bitter. A little better. Yeah, trying to get trying to get like the taste for the bitter bitter things. Um, those kind of shifts can be really good. So, for example, trying out you know the unsweetened almond milk yeah. instead of the sweetened ones. You know, maybe having uh, trying to have more fruit instead of yeah, that's what I was gonna uh, say. For- a lot yeah. of people, there's so many different things. So like a lot of people that are eating candy and stuff, or even like diet soft drinks and things like that. A lot of people don't realize that things that are sweetened with unnatural sweeteners, like the, like the fake sweeteners are typically way sweeter than actual sugar in the first place, or like brown sugar, coconut sugar, anything like that. So if you're using stevia or anything like that, obviously stevia, if you are going to use a, um, like a natural or natural fake sweetener, I guess I should say. I always recommend stevia because it is a more, it is, comes from plants and stuff, but it is way sweeter than actual sugar. Um, so obviously try to lean back on that because it's going to make you crave sugar even more. And it's also going to make it harder for you to hit that like sweet tooth craving because it's so much like sweeter. Um, if you can eventually just like back it down and freeze some grapes or eat a bowl of mixed berries or something. grapes. Oh my gosh. It's like hard candy. It's so good. Or even I love, I love one trick that I have because I, I love my smoothies in the morning and I, I put them on the blog a lot. I'm, I'm obsessed with my morning smoothies, but one trick that I have, cause I, I love things that taste like ice cream, but are filled with vegetables. So my favorite hack is to like I'll cut down my sugar by having say half a frozen banana mm-hmm. instead of a whole banana and I'll add in blueberries, but adding in frozen spinach and cauliflower. Like cauliflower. cauliflower. Yes. I talked about this with another person on the podcast because yeah. I had made a comment. Someone was like on one of my pic- on pictures on Instagram, I done a smoothie recipe and someone was like, well, what if you don't like banana? And I was like frozen cauliflower. And mm-hmm. everyone was like, what the heck? I've never heard that before. So- I know. Yeah. So I even saw a recipe today, which I want to try by, um, my friend's company, Good Milk, I, I subscribed to their newsletter and they had a recipe for frozen cauliflower ice cream. So they Ooh. did put a little bit of um, date sweetener in there. So that's less processed. And then they put almond milk powder and the, the, um, the rice, frozen rice cauliflower, but they're super interesting things. So for me, I love that in the mornings because it's, it's really, it's bulky. Like I get hungry uh, and then I have it with protein powder and some cacao powder, uh, flax meal, spirulina and it's Um, it's really good yeah so uh, sometimes too it's helpful if things because i think sometimes like you have to make things taste good so i did put a little bit of sweetener into the flavors of 
Kopinico, I put a touch of monk fruit and a touch of lacuma because I think that I think that a lot of people just think, well, the healthy thing like tastes like cardboard. I'm not gonna have it. Yeah. So if you're if you're transitioning in something and you you need a little bit of extra sweetener, that's okay. Maybe try using, you know, putting a medjool date in your cookie. That was going to be my next suggestion because dates with some like nut butter or something. It is my favorite. Amazing. Oh my gosh. That's the best hack. Yeah. Okay. So the ultimate snack is split medjool dates. So there's like deglet dates and medjool. Medjool is bigger and a little bit softer. Yep. Put some almond butter and then dark chocolate and sea salt in there. And, oh, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> it's so good. I feel like anyone that ever asked me, they're like, what's your fix for a sweet tooth? I'm like dates and nut butter. <laughs> like that's, yep. that's honestly, it. literally, I think I have at least like one or two dates every night that I'm just like, okay, I want that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm good. So good. It's so good. Good. And it's like, it's a whole, it's whole foods dessert. Like, there you go. Exactly. I know I've, I'm always, I'm always making energy balls. Like I'll just burn oh, yeah. almond flour, dates, protein powder, like some kind of superfood. I put the collagen powders in there, yeah. the copino vegan collagens in there. And it's just a nice, just a nice thing. Like it's a little something to keep me full, kind of satisfy my sweet tooth. Um, I really love this. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause I definitely, I definitely have a sweet tooth. 100%. Oh, I do too. So, That's me. I would rather have sweets all day long versus salty. You know what my favorite thing is? I love doing, um, like cacao, uh, popcorn, like superfood popcorn. So you can do, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. So good. So <laughs> I'll use the, like my cacao powder and then I'll put in some dark like melted. I'll use coconut oil to pop the popcorn instead of regular oil. And then I'll put in like some chopped dark chocolate and a little bit of sea salt and cinnamon and cacao powder in it. It's so good. And it's super low sugar. Yeah, yeah, that sounds so good. That, that's really good. Up my alley. <laughs> I'll have to try that. Like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So next I wanted to talk about foods that we should be enjoying. So obviously the fruits and veggies, um, I had whole grains, um, also like dairy alternatives, like we talked about. So almond milk, macadamia milk, cashew milk, uh, any of those things, healthy fats. Um, I've talked about this before in some episodes, but healthy fats are amazing. So avocados, nuts, um, coconut oil is a good one. And then also anti-inflammatory spices. I wanted to get your uh, opinion on these. So I had like turmeric, cayenne, cinnamon, black pepper, ginger, parsley, all those good like anti-inflammatory type things. Yeah. So my personal favorite things to use, I love having turmeric teas and cooking with turmeric a lot. I put cinnamon in my smoothies every morning and I also put spirulina. So that's a freshwater algae that just makes me feel really good. It helps me get my greens in the day and just sort of sets my body right. right. So it's also use... B vitamins as well. So mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. eating plant-based spirulina is an awesome alternative to throw into your vitamin or into your, I said Vitamix, that's what I make my smoothies in, <laughs> into, your, into your smoothies to help you get those B vitamins and that are kind of a struggle for people that are more plant-based. 100%. Yeah. So it's actually crazy. It's a great source of natural protein and B12s. You're totally right. Um, So I've seen actually a lot of vegan uh, spirulina protein powders, which is crazy, but I love putting those in there. Um, I put cinnamon in everything. Like it helps make me feel really good. Um, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then just sort of things like, I know that stress is a great uh, you know, stress is incredibly inflammatory. So anything to help boost my mood or alleviate stress is really important. So I like having ashwagandha and cacao for that reason. They're natural mood boosters. 
uh, those are super powerful. Yeah, I've talked in, I've talked about ashwagandha in a previous um, episode. So everyone that's regular listeners, you guys know, I've talked about that one before. Um, also just like more active ways to reduce stress, like meditation, making sure you're getting a good night's sleep mm-hmm. going for a walk, getting enough physical activity, all of those types of things that just help you have a more well-rounded, balanced, healthy lifestyle are going to help you reduce your stress levels. Mm-hmm. I, I have to have a set morning routine every day. I'm like a crazy person about it and all those things. Like I will wake up at, I normally wake up at like six o'clock or so. I'll chug a ton of water, have hot matcha in the morning. I normally have the matcha beauty and I'll try to, like, I don't beat myself up if it doesn't happen, but I'll try to meditate in the mornings and then go on a walk or do some yoga in my apartment, have some kind of movement. And that thing, that was actually something that my holistic doctor was talking about when we first started working together. You have to, you have to start out your morning in some kind of way that's going to center you and just do something for yourself to help get your cortisol levels down at the beginning of the day. Um, cortisol is the stress hormone because it's stress. I mean, stress, stress is, uh, stress is, as we said, it just hugely inflammatory. So it's, right. it's really important to help alleviate that. Exactly. It doesn't and always happen when you're starting a business, but <laughs> no, def- definitely not. <laughs> but that's something that's everyone that I've had on as a guest has had in common. They have a very like regular morning routine. Like everyone, it does not fail. Everyone I've talked to, they meditate in the morning, they exercise in the morning, they drink water and they have like a whole foods, healthy breakfast. And everyone's just like, say they feel so much better. And ever since I moved into my new apartment, since coming back to school, I've tried to implement that into my life. So mine's very similar to you. I wake up, I drink water, I'll make my coffee. And I try to do at least 10 minutes of meditation. I, I've talked about the insight timer before. So everyone that's hearing, it's like, oh my gosh, she's getting repetitive with that. But I love the insight timer. I use it for meditation and like sleep music. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. It makes it so easy. It has either guided or just like plain music that you can sit and like listen to. And then I'll do like a 30 minute devotional. And then I've gotten a habit of going out on runs with two of my friends on campus for like run walk sort of things for like an hour. And then I come back and get ready for my day. And I just feel so like, I don't know, awake. It just feels so much better. That's awesome. That's awesome. I use use Headspace in the morning. Okay. Um, Yeah. I've heard that's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. They have a lot of interesting new series. They even did one. They did a whole series on uh, stress and performance mindset with the NBA too. So I thought that was interesting for all the dudes. It's not just a chick thing. Um, but, and then we just got a puppy. So it's fun to walk her in the mornings. Yeah. That makes it way more fun to have a little puppy to walk around. One of my friends has a golden retriever dog and he comes with us sometimes, but he's, he gets a little hot sometimes. Oh. <laughs> we, are in, we are in Alabama. Well, I, I think you can hear the puppy in the background too. So sorry about that. No, you're good. Well, I think we covered majority of what I had listed down to talk about. Is there anything else that you want to kind of throw in there to let all the listeners know about? No, I think that, I think that overall, sometimes we tend to think of, you know, self-confidence and beauty and what we eat and our stress is kind of these different buckets, right? But everything is connected and how you think of yourself, the things you say to yourself, the dreams you chase, the kinds of people you hang out with, the types of foods you eat, all of that influences your quality of life and your overall health. And I think that real beauty comes from choosing 
great things for yourself and choosing a healthy life and a life that fulfills, uh, fulfills what you want. 100% couldn't have said it better myself. That's, that's amazing. And everyone should, I don't know, rewind that and listen to that again, if you need to, (laughs) because that was, that was really good and super motivational. So just to end this podcast and kind of like steering towards the end here, I like to ask all my guests three questions. Like I told you, I was going to do at the very beginning. They're just kind of fun questions to get to know you a little bit more. So the first one is what is your favorite food? Of course. Oh, that's an easy one. 85% dark sea salt chocolate every night. I got to have it. It's like, it is, it is my go-to. So. Oh my gosh. That was so specific, but that, that does very specific. <laughs> anything with chocolate, chocolate yeah. and salt. Oh, I'm, I'm just, combination. Yeah. 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 That's okay. amazing. And then the second one is what's your favorite form of exercise or physical activity? Ooh. Okay. Um, I like to mix it up. My favorite thing and something that's kind of been a gift during COVID, uh, sounds weird to say, um, but is biking outside. I didn't used to have it. I haven't had a guess say that one yet. I didn't used to have a bike. Um, just finally got one this year with everything going on, but it's been just the biggest, the biggest thing, especially as we spend so much time kind of, you know, a a bit stressed out this year. Uh, It's the most amazing thing just to physically get out, get away from my phone, just get moving. I love going out and seeing nature. Like I'm in San Diego right now. So there's a lot of water nearby and it's, I'm, this is making me want to go bike right now. (laughs) Just by talking about it. It's like, I'm going to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like so much fun, especially being in San Diego. I'm sure those rides are absolutely beautiful. And then the last question that I have is what keeps you motivated to do what you do? And just like with everything with your company and Instagram and doing these podcast guests with me, what keeps you motivated to do all these things? Thank you for asking that question. That's a really interesting question. And I actually, so I spent a lot of time um, mentoring young small business owners or just people who want to start businesses. Um, and one thing I think that's really important, I mean, I'm, I work really hard and I'm not afraid to say that. And I'm proud of that. And I think one thing that happens very quickly when you start a business, because there are ups and downs, is you have to recognize your why very quickly. So something that motivates me is exploring, ex- exploring my own potential, honestly. And something that motivates me is sharing a different definition of beauty. I get excited. I'm actively always trying to reframe how I think of challenges. It's really easy for me to be like, oh, I just can't do this, or I'm just this kind of person, or I just have these kind of skills. And I don't have the luxury of doing that as a small business owner. I just kind of have to figure it out and I have to stay positive. Yeah, but I really like, I really, what motivates me is kind of a sense of curiosity, like, wow, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I do have this in me. Maybe the perceptions that I had of myself and my own limitations were complete BS. And isn't that interesting? And I I really do get motivated too by having a different conversation around beauty and having people think of beauty as you being healthy, happy, engaged, passionate in what you're doing. Um, those are, those are two things that motivate me a lot. 
That's awesome. I love that. I, and I love the way you have, you've even opened up my eyes of thinking of beauty in a new way of a sense of more than just the way you feel and the way you look, but even like what you're doing on your daily basis and like with your small business and everything like that's even a representation of your own beauty as well. Cause it's like your ability to do something amazing in this world. And I think that's amazing. So thank you. Thank you. And I think that, I think that everyone, you know, whether you're starting a small, I think that everyone has the capacity and the opportunity to do something that challenges and engages them. That doesn't have to be starting your own business. That can be asking out the person you have a crush on, yeah. learning a new skill, putting yourself out there, trying, trying new things and accepting that you might fail. And I think that everyone has, uh, the, um, the potential for beautiful and amazing things within them. No, I think that's amazing. And yes, I completely agree with you. It's not just with health and wellness. It's like in all aspects of your life. So I think that's an amazing thing to point out. And I love that you are putting that out into the public. And that's like before, like your punchline sort of with everything that you're doing. I think it's amazing. And so, so, so many young women need to hear what you're putting out there because I can even relate to back when I was in middle school and stuff, like I wish I had someone like you to be able to tell me that. And so I know so many girls that are that age now will benefit from hearing that. So thank you so much for telling us your story and telling us all of this amazing facts and info that you have brought to the table today. Um, I just want to give you a quick second to kind of plug yourself and tell everyone where to go find you on um, your website and everything like that. Thank you so much, Lex. And uh, I'm so happy to have been on and you can find me uh, on my company's account at Copinico. We're sold on copinico.com and in select retailers across the US, which is really exciting. My personal handle is at Carolyn Yashannon and that's where I post a lot of fun recipes. Way too many pictures of my dog, definitely <laughs> coming up. Never and too many dog pictures. Never too many. Uh, we just got her a few days ago and oh share share what it's like to start my own business too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. I really, really appreciate you coming on and having this conversation with me. It's going to be super beneficial to everyone listening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. And thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to y'all again next Wednesday. Bye. If you're already following me on my other social media accounts, then I'm sure you've heard that I'm taking clients and I'm so excited. If you're struggling with your weight, relationship with food, a specific health concern, or you just need motivation to live a healthier lifestyle, then come work with me. I want to be your accountability partner. Visit my website that I have linked in the show notes and book your free 30-minute consultation with me and we can figure out the best plan that works for you. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and appreciate your support so much. I will be uploading a new episode every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Follow my Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition by Lex for more information and health inspiration.